How you doing? Doing fine. Doing fine. Y'all getting a lot of rain up there? Uh, yes, we got nine inches of rain within just a few hours. And uh, it was flooded all in the back. Um, was getting close to the house, but it the flooding did come in the front part of the house. And today I found out that it also came in the back part of the house. So we've got a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's supposed to be like this all week. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's coming all week. We needed it, though. The, the grass is happy. Yeah. Yeah, the grass is happy. But yeah, it's cause it. Uh, I think because uh, we, uh, you in Dallas, right? Are you in Dallas? I'm in the Dallas area. Um, Grand Prairie is the middle of the of Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. So where I am is I'm six miles away from the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Rangers. Hey, 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 hey that's my team <laughs> right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think it's so much concrete. It's just nowhere for the water to go. That's how it is in Houston. I'm here in Houston. Hello? I'm here. I'm trying to uh, hear you. It's it's really difficult. Kind of difficult to hear. I'm wondering if I can put you on speaker, but I think the, the feedback would be bad. You could try and see what happens. Let's see what does. <clears throat> I know I have a little sound coming from behind me. I got my, uh, I have a 3D printer and I'm printing out two uh, helmets right now. So the okay, now. Okay, you good? Can you hear me good? It's not working. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I got it on the. Uh... That's not. That's no good. <laughs> let me try to just not do with a mic, and let me see if I can just go without a mic. Let's try that. Have okay, I lost I you? Mic... No, no, I took the mic off. Can you hear me? All right. Can you hear me better? Oh yes, I took I took the case off my phone. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's good. Let's get started on some of the questions. So where are you originally from? I am from Grand Prairie. I I um uh, I was born here and I grew up here. Um I lived in East Texas in Frankston for a while and in Arlington for a while and also Fort Worth, but um, mostly all of my life off of one main road here in Grand Prairie. Oh, wow. And you say that's what, uh, 20 miles from Dallas? It's 18 miles from, from here to downtown Dallas, and it's about 26 miles to downtown Fort Worth. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to have a, uh, I used to drive through Dallas. I had a shop in uh, Wichita Falls. So I used to have to drive that way to get to the shop over there. Yeah, I I live on uh, the Tarrant County line, Dallas County, Tarrant County line. 
right next to Arlington. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a big bustling place. It's yeah. You're right there by the stadium. Yeah. You can see the top of Dallas Cowboys stadium, uh, whatever the name of it is. now. (laughs) You can see it from down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have any, uh, social networks you want to promote? Well, I have the standard, uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter, and now TikTok. I've, <laughs> I upload videos to TikTok. I, I upload very boring videos to TikTok. Um, no, they're not boring. Yeah. I saw them. I saw them. <laughs> I think I added you as a friend. I saw them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I, I just thought um, that I would... Sh- you know, let people see me airbrushing their orders um, when when I paint them, um, and people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I my, my customers like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's always about the sh- the show of it. They like to they like to see it, so that's a that's a good thing. So uh, tell us about yourself. Um, there's not much to me. Um, I, um, I'm 62 years old. I've been airbrushing now. How long? I've been airbrushing since 1984. 84. Wow. I was, yeah, I was 24 years old. Um, I'm 62 now. So I, I got my first airbrush, um, in 1984, you know, Wow, what what kind of airbrush was it? Uh, F-A-B-L. That's, that's, that's what everybody started with. Yeah, yeah, I was I was living in Frankston. I was living in Frankston, uh, which is in East Texas, Pinewood. Uh, and my ex husband and I we drove to Tyler to a hobby shop. Because I wanted one so badly, and he was going to get it for me for my birthday. So we we uh, we bought that, um, and I took it home and I played with it, and it didn't do what you know I thought it was going to do, and so it uh, I only played with it for about five years. <laughs> so um, until I until. Until I found Deca, Deca paint one day at a florist supply, um, out getting supplies for our, our family florist, and um, bought every color they had. Took it home. I I spent four hours each airbrushing um, for my kids, and well, yeah. that's what started it. Yeah, that's how it always starts. You, you pay yeah. for your kids, you pay for your family at first. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I always, I always wanted to be an artist. I, was, you know, went to school, went to school for art, and I sold my first art piece when I was twelve. Oh wow! Um, I was taking commercial art um, in high school. So in 1976. We went on a field trip to an advertising agency, and I saw 
an airbrush being used there. And that's when I caught the bug. And we, the, all my classmates, after that, we had this, this boy bring in an airbrush that he bought after that trip and, and use it there in class two class. And everybody, all my classmates that were in, was in commercial art, we, we just, we were just mesmerized by it. And I caught the bug. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since that, you know, I just wanted one and I just had to have one. So my ex-husband, he, he, uh, he bought me one for my birthday. I, uh, I, I never could get the hang of Frisket. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I tried. At the time that I bought the airbrush, I also bought the complete um, handbook of studio airbrushing by Radu Vera. And that's what I had to learn from. So I read that book from cover to cover and played with the airbrush. I could do pretty well with freehand, but trying frisket was just so difficult for me. And it's still difficult to this day. I have doing. never tried frisket. I think because you got to, I'm scared I'm going to cut the shirt or whatever I'm working on with the razor. Yeah, blade. that's it. Help. Yeah. And working on motorcycles, working on, on the vehicles, uh, trying to cut masking tape or vinyl or whatever that was on there that <laughs> Uh, it was it was always the scariest part of of doing uh, murals on vehicles, and yeah, I just wasn't good at it. Just yeah. wasn't good at it. But I I have I have learned over the years to um, to use masks and use uh, the vinyl masking as much as as much as I could. Even uh, um, shelf paper, you know, that contact paper. Oh, yeah. I've even, yeah. I've even used that with shirts. So, you know, it's, it's just something you have to learn. Yeah. So you're basically self-taught. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When, when I started airbrushing, I'm, I airbrushed the first, my first shirts in 1989. That's when I found the DECA, the DECA, DECA fabric paint. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to paint my kids some shirts. So, uh, um, which I still had them. They're they're here, sitting on top of a dresser. <laughs> yeah, get the uh, you get the look back. I I actually I actually made a another shirt for my daughter, another sweatshirt. Um, on white this time instead of turquoise that I I did her the same design that I made for her my very first shirt um, with her as a grown woman where when I painted her first shirt she was on there as a little girl and it was a it was a Piers Anthony dragon Uh, we were really into Piers Anthony uh, it, he's an author, read all of his books. And uh, I used one of his dragons and I put Aubrey in the middle of it. 
Oh, cool. And so um, it was a, just a few years ago that I redid that with, with her grown up. Well, that's something to cherish right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, did you ever work after that? Did you ever work into a shop with anybody else or you just always painted by yourself? No, I, I was, I was alone for um, a while. I didn't, I didn't start airbrushing for people until 1991. And in 1991, I, I separated from my husband at the time. And um, I was working at the largest florist in Fort Worth at Gordon Boswell's florist. I was a floral designer and making $6 an hour. Oh, wow. Had two kids, had, had two little kids. So I needed to make extra money. So I started, I started airbrushing for people. And I had to move back home from Fort Worth and come back home to Grand Prairie. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. Can you hear me? I can. Oh my gosh, this microphone works. <laughs> I mean, so I have. This is like old. This is from from long time ago. You're really from who groups? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Okay. okay. I don't remember where we were at, though. Oh, you want to start all over? <laughs> no. Okay, so let's start with number 13. Did you open up your own bit, your own shop? Dad? When did you open up your own shop? You said you started, I, I remember, you started talking about, um, you started airbrushing I, for other people. I was, I, I started, I started airbrushing professionally. You Professionally is when you start making money from it. That's it. Uh, in 1991 and moved home i moved home um because i couldn't make it on six dollars an hour as a florist so i was painting in the back room of of our family here i started taking uh work from the schools the schools if we were mums for them. We were making mums and corsages, things like that. Did a lot for the kids and the school kids started uh, buying airbrush t-shirts for their sports and it just grew and um, so I was I just kept on that and then there next day when I had a man walk in the door and say will you paint my car? Oh wow! So I I painted my first car in a garage. In the garage, <laughs> yeah. And, <clears throat> and not too long after that, I <laughs> painted my first semi truck. Wow! And I painted that in our driveway in a bikini on Ju during July Fourth. July Fourth week. That was back when I was young and skinny. So, oh, wow. uh, but uh, that's kind of drastic. You jumped from uh, t-shirts to cars I, to semi trucks. I, 
that's right. I went uh, within a year. Yeah, it was within a year. So uh, from there, I I was painting more and more. I, I started airbrushing for Mark Mathis. Um, now he was, he was a, a big influence there at that time. He was an artist, had a booth out at Trader's Village, and I would go and I would watch him. Um, so actually he tricked me into working for him in downtown Dallas. I was afraid to airbrush in public, and he tricked me one day until you know, made me get up there and airbrush. So I ran his his little space in uh, HL Greens in Dallas. Oh gosh, that's that's Etsy. <laughs> oh, that's a, well, that sounds like money. Etsy notifications. Um, so, and that was when, when I was working for him in downtown Dallas, that's when I had a man come in and tell me about uh, Airbrush Action Magazine. And I went to the Dallas library and I got, uh, I found one and um, got a subscription to it. And so I I opened up more through the magazine what was going on in the world and not just here in Grand Prairie, here in Dallas. A um, little bit after that, I started airbrushing uh, lowriders. I started doing hood murals and um, got real big into uh, the lowrider scene, you know, painting for JB Customs, Joe Lewis, for uh, for him, and I started making magazines with artwork. I started winning Best Mural Awards, and wow! So, I mean, it within within four years. Up, <laughs> um, oh, cut your money off. Yeah, with no, that's it's it's people favoriting your items. Oh. Is what it is. Um, yeah, within four years, I went from from airbrushing my first shirts for people to uh, being in lowrider. You know, having a, a feature article in Lowrider. So it was really, it was really crazy. That and all happened kind of fast too, huh? It, it did. It did. Um, it was the best time of my life. It was the best time of my life. There's not, there's nothing like painting at a, a big Lowrider show where 20,000 people are in attendance and you're, they're painting in front of them all and <laughs> and then you walk around and you see like 20 cars where that you've painted you oh. something on it and that was 
that was really a special time. Yeah, that, that could give you the big head right there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, so I, during that time, by the, by the, um, I, um, I had a fire in my apartment and, um, that pretty much, you know, ended all, but at that time I'd already met 20 publications that I'd know of, Easy Riders and, uh, Truck, um, Oh my goodness, I can't even, can't even think of them now, but, um, I mean, it was, it was something special. Every week, every month, there was one year where every month I had something in Lowrider. I had show winners or I had uh, some vehicle in Lowrider. But, uh, uh, fire in the apartment um, I had to find somewhere else to live which was difficult uh, with two kids and um, I went to stay with my aunt father for a little bit and during that time my uh, a friend was asking me to go to work for him at Sherwin-Williams Automotive. So my family wanted me to have a stable. <laughs> so I went to work for Sherwin-Williams Automotive as a color matcher and formulator for refinished formulas. So I, for, I, I got to work in the color lab and work with color. Uh, got to see the way paint moved from, from, you know, with a little additional drop of toner to, you know, it, it was just great. Uh, being able to witness what you can do with color. Um, it's more like what Drew Blair teaches. Yes. Color theory. <clears throat> That's really... That's really a craft in itself to learn uh, the, how to manipulate colors like that. Yes, yes. So color theory, you know, that's it, uh, that's where your color theory comes in. So uh, after after that, the color lab closed here in town, and they moved it all to a different location. So I went back to. Um, airbrushing t-shirts and never could really get back into uh, painting cars like I was but I got into painting motorcycles so I I painted quite a few motorcycles <laughs> so, so okay so car low riders semi trucks not motorcycles <laughs> Yeah, and then into golf carts. I was painting golf carts too. So uh, um, then I I got my shop at, at Traders Village. Started with nothing. It was all just bare wall. 
And Trader's Village is a big flea market here. Uh, they say it's the largest in Texas, but you know they have uh, locations in San Antonio and Houston. So this one is, is really big. Thousands of uh, has an amusement park, and my shop was on the perimeter of the amusement park. So there could 10,000 people on a good day, you know, in that <coughs> park. Um, and we, you know, we, I grew, I grew, I uh, went into uh, two spaces instead of one and uh, had up to three helpers at a time. Oh. So um, we were, we were doing all right. This was uh, at the Trader's Village? At Trader's Village, and I was there for 11 years. 11? Yeah. Wow, that's... I, I started it on uh, in 2010, and it was, uh, I was there for 11 years when they, uh, when uh, Trader's Village decided to to demolish the buildings along my street and build a roller coaster. So this is something they, they did have planned, but it was supposed to have been later. The pandemic speeded up their decision to go ahead and tear the buildings down. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and that's a that's that's that was just uh that was in twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember right. you talk. I remember. I think I remember you saying something, posting about it. Yeah, it it was it was very difficult at the time. You know, I had been telling people that I was not going anywhere. <laughs> they would always be there. I had I had customers come all the way from Waco and as far away as Kansas to get work done. You know, they every time they would come visit relatives, they would come visit me. So um, I had a wide clientele that um, it, uh, so that that period of my life ended with uh, the building being torn down. Um, they wanted to move us to a different location where um, every airbrush shop that I had known had gone in back in the back uh, had gone out of business within a few months. Um, oh, they went to the back because of uh, no foot traffic or what? Not, yeah, very. Uh, Less foot traffic, um, you know, people just you didn't stay back there. Um, my family was telling me just to move home and to do real art for a change. <laughs> yeah. To, to go ahead and get out of the flea market. Um, it, it all happened at the time of my mother's my mother's death um, 
I'm sorry. And it was a big transition. Let's say that it was a big transition from um, that stability that I had to knowing what I was going to do in here being, you know, turning 60, 61. <laughs> And, and starting over. So after a few months of pulling myself together, I started uh, working my Etsy again, which I had had started years ago and was on the side. So I made it my primary goal to make the Etsy work and be able to use that as as my my only source of income. I, I had lost two-thirds of my income with my store being demolished. So that's what I've I've been doing is is working with that. <clears throat> so now I have the opportunity of um fixing to sign a contract for Leads, um, for a art studio in Denton and um, I have jury duty Monday or I would have already signed it <laughs> <laughs> I hate jury duty I'll never get picked anyway so this is going to be something different and it, it's something that came out of the blue uh, this right uh, it's around the corner from my sister's um, vintage store. She has a very, very nice vintage store. It's on the Denton Square. Um, it's an es established art studio space. Uh, uh, she called me right away and said, "You, you know, why don't?" Here. So I, I talked to the lady. I told her I was an artist and what I did, and and so she picked me to rent it. So I'm fixing out on a limb and take everything I have and uh, start an art studio and gallery. That's very nice. Well, we're gonna see if it works. <laughs> Yes. You have to, you have to take, you have to live through something that's, that will knock you on your butt and to overcome that and get up and start again and be more than what you were before. So like to do is go back to my where I started out as an artist not an airbrush artist as an artist and become what I originally wanted to be but incorporate the airbrush with it and also give other people an opportunity to come to the studio to uh, meet with other artists and to um, 
give them a place to paint too. I've lost I've I've lost my place to paint several times through uh, fire and you know through demolition and all that that um so like to give artists that don't have a place to paint somewhere they can come to and paint with me yeah but see you persevered through all of that and you still like striving so that that's a testament in itself for you well, so I'm a cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crybaby. I'm uh, I get really, and it it uh, um, that depression it does hurt in some ways because I get to the point where I you know to people, but I come out of it and I just keep going. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that about me, and you know they. They uh, would rather count it against me as as being um, well. Well, like, I, I tell you this, I, I and I really wanted I really wanted to have you on here because, like, um, I feel that you need to be um, people need to know about you because. Uh, I mean, I may not say nothing to you all the time, or I may not. You know, I see, I see your work all the time, and I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I got you on here, so well, I'm, to get your story out. I'm nothing special. <laughs> yeah, none now, of us are, but it's, it's, a, it's. I mean, but I, I, I recognize you. You need to be known. I have, I have more trouble with script than anybody I know. If I'm going to freeze on anything, it's when I'm writing a name. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I have such poor script that I, you know, I, I do many types of lettering to be able to compensate for that. So uh, that kind of gives my work a little bit of distinction because I don't want to stick with just the normal thing. I, I see a lot of people mimicking your style, though. You do? I, I do. Honestly, I do. The the, the new trend now is like, um, I see you do a lot of the, like, the, um, oh, what is that? It, uh, the 2006 or the... Uh, yeah, the, that's all I get. <laughs> you get a lot of that. And I'm I see I, people come in, can you do this? Oh, I know her. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, what? so it's you. You're you're known, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that gets your work. Like people come flashing their back. Can you do it like this? Like, yeah, I can do that. I I get about eighty five percent of the people that message me on Etsy. They're sending me somebody else's work and say, "Can you do this?" I mean, I just got one from a lady today that had the airbrush goddesses. Uh, oh, I was like, I can't see that. <laughs> so I, I sent her. I sent her to. I sent her to to Cassandra. You know, I I'm the first thing when they when people send me their pictures and I I know who has done it. I will I will say this is this person's work. A friend of mine is like this is my friend's work, 
and you, you know, it, it, it's the opportunity of being able to contact those people and uh, um, you know because it, I just I just feel weird <laughs> about yeah about, yeah the, um, yeah, a lot of us but, will say that a lot of us will say like hey it's um I can do it but I have to do it in my style I can't like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah do something similar but yeah I just can't uh but you know I I get by the main these these skirt sets and it takes me about three hours to make these to make this these skirt sets where I have to cut them yeah I've, I've made the patterns I, I cut them I tie them I sew them and, and it takes me about three hours and when I have 15 of those to do then and three hours it you know, it takes a little while to get them out. Yeah. Uh, and I see a lot of your work come to my shop, like, well, can you do it like this here? Or, hey, I saw this. Can, I want something similar to this. I'm like, I don't know her. Well, I'm, I'm, right down the road. Yeah. You're a neighbor. You're in Houston. <laughs> yeah, we're not too far. I mean, I'll be up there uh, um Probably when we play to Texas this year, so I'll probably be up there in a couple of months. Well, you'll have to you'll have to get together. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll mess with you. Yeah, I'll mess with you. So well, hey, uh -huh. good. No, well, Etsy Etsy has um has been has been good. You know, I, people complain about the fees or whatever. Yeah, they do take out their fees, but compared to having a brick and mortar shop and paying um, for your rent, your electricity, all that. Yet, uh, I guess it could be you know better. And most of the people around here, there's not too many airbrush artists around here anymore that have stores because they've been all they're all online. That overhead is that overhead is a killer. That's right. That's what I'm scared of with this place I'm going to rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not just paying for the rent. You got to pay for the lights, and the internet, the phone service, the, the insurance. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a lot. Yeah, so, um, but I I only get you know, there's only designs that are popular at one. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a lot of repetitive, repetitive things, which I'm I'm not really the type of person that likes to do repetition, and you know I want to get back to more fine art. I have a friend, uh, uh, Herbert Herbert Edwards. He likes he wants to start doing well. He he wants to get into fine art. As far as museum work and have you done a um, have you ever done a, uh, a museum like a, a art show, show? Art show? No, I haven't. No, Is I that haven't. something? Yeah, that you think That's you want to do? That I would like. I I have some paintings for uh, well, we national powwow here at Trader's Village. 
um, I did paintings of there during the powwow, and you know, I those things out, knock them out, and uh, so when you, I'm in the right mind, I guess I can. I'm kind of scared, but I would love to have my own my own art show. I sure would. That that'd be a that'd be a nice thing. Well, you know, before I turn sixty-five, let's say before I turn sixty-five, I wanna I wanna have my own art show. There we go. Yeah. There you go. We yeah. we put it in the atmosphere, so you don't have to do it now. Yeah. It's in the atmosphere. I think I think content for me would be the hard part. It is. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> you know, but we in Texas, so, you know, we can. I love painting cowboys and Native American. Native, uh, you know, it's West. You know, we're in Texas. Yeah, we're in Texas. I, I've been, uh, been around cowboys, around cowboys and my, my mom's family was, has uh, and who were taught and and you know my grandfather was was um, well we just have so uh, back in those days so I mean I just love cowboys <laughs> yeah so I mean that art form in itself will sell yeah <laughs> you know I think the big the uh, the Texas Fair is on on its way up there. It's coming. It's in October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, State Fair. But that probably a space out there is probably. It's. I've had a lot of people talk to me about that over the years about getting uh, a booth at the fair, but it's it's really difficult to get one. Uh, you have to have a picture of your setup. You have to do well. You have to follow all these rules, and I. I I've actually never have wanted to paint at the fair. It is I I, I think the hours alone are cool. When I was younger, I would have gone gone for it when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have done it. I think yeah. I I I normally go to get my caricatures done when I go up there. I, I let I let everybody on the line draw my caricature. But yeah. yeah. It's 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 group. The hours are grueling. I hear, I see all of them be like it's it's long hours. Well, I've you know I'm I was I was working ninety six hours a week. At the, at at the time when you know at the end of my store, I was working ninety six hours a week. That was with working Etsy and working working painting everything, and it was it was a lot. But I, you know, I I was used to working seventy two hours a week, and you know, twelve days or twelve hour days, seven days a week. You know, it was, that was just it. I never sat down. I was always on my feet, going. Always standing, yeah. Yep. I saw a bunch of pictures. Of, I was uh, I was looking at some of your stuff today, and I was saw the pictures that you, uh, a lot of old pictures of your shop that you had. So I was going through there. Together. It uh -huh. just kind of it, it kind of grew like mushrooms or 
it just hey, <laughs> it worked though right it worked yeah it did and people would come in and they would go you did all this and it, what was funnier was when people would come in and they you know i would be standing there and i'd start talking to them and they'd be looking around looking around and they were looking for the artist ah not thinking you were it they didn't expect me to be the artist. They were looking for the guy. See, that's a beautiful thing. That, that's why I got like, lately I've been doing a lot of women airbrushing. That's why another reason I wanted to get you on because it's a lot like it's a lot of women airbrushes out there. There is a lot of women. I've, I've, I haven't, I haven't really been on social media that much in the last two years. <clears throat> I've been kind of keeping to myself, but I have been seeing more just women artists that are just fantastic. Yeah. They're just fantastic. And I'm, I just, I have this, this feeling of pride in a way in, in uh, what they're doing and showing their work is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I thought about. I like, um, I, I actually recently made a post. I, I posted the women that I've already podcast with, and, and just the like Becky. You know Becky. Becky. I know Becky. We call her the Everest Librarian. I call I call her the Everest. I've librarian. never heard of. Well, yeah, we've known Becky since you know back Yahoo Groups days. Oh yeah. Were you ever on WCA? Yeah, I was. I was on there. I wasn't really active. You know, I was. I was uh, with Yahoo Groups, and then I was with Tech. Um, um, yeah, I, that's why I started at WCA when I started reading. That's when I started reading and learning how to do it. But yeah, I call it Becky the Everest Librarian because she knows everything, and you ask her a, a picture of anything, she got it, or she knows names. I'm like, man. I get yeah. my e paint from her. Oh, yeah? That's what you use. You, uh, that's another I, question. That's like I'm your using paint. a blend. I'm using a blend. <laughs> I've got some of my paints are Createx. Some, some are, and some are Aquaflow. I think that's everybody now. I think it's not like uh, nobody has a set paint. It used to be back in the day. It used to be Aquaflow was the black and white, but um, now um, I use Etag Black. I use Createx Wicked White, and most right. of my colors are like Wicked yeah. Wicked White. Yeah, I use Wicked White, and I use Etag Black. Yeah, yeah. Etag Black. I saw it in Vegas. Have you? Uh, do you do you do any traveling? I never travel. I'm I'm all by myself. I hate going anywhere by myself. Oh, you gotta get out. I have I don't have anyone in my life and. Uh, you know, my kids are they got jobs. You know, they're they've. I I don't go anywhere. Yeah, I think now it's like at the point where um, when I travel, my wife is kind of used to it now. Like, okay, I got to go find an airport shop to see who's there and talk to them a little bit. Yeah, that I, uh, when I go to Vegas all the time, I, I check out the airport shops over there. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, I would, well, love, I would love to be able to travel. 
You can't. You should. You really should. I don't have the money. I'm a single lady. I have to, you know, make all my bills and all that. All that uh, SED and I just heard a few minutes ago. I'm a tight wad. <laughs> there, there it is. Now, there, save, there's the truth. I save every penny that I can because I, I am. I'm 63. This is getting, you know, close to the age of of, <laughs> of needing and needing of retirement. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm fixing to put all that on the line, you know, with an art gallery. So, duh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. By 65, you're gonna have that gallery. So it's gonna this work out. Man come in to the shop. And he, an elderly gentleman, and he was, uh, he was talking to me, telling me he used to airbrush for an advertising agency, and he showed me his hands, and his hands were uh, just um, arthritis, very bad. And you know, you could tell he he wanted to airbrush, and he loved talking about it. Loved talking about what he did, but he wasn't able to hold an airbrush anymore. So as you get older, he he told me then that airbrushing was a um, oh my gosh, now I can't remember. <laughs> no, it's it's. Skill. I mean, as you get older, it's going to be more difficult. Diminishing skill. It was a. Uh, well, anyway, Every, it, it, that's not for everyone, though. Everybody. Not everybody, not everybody. But my eyesight's going bad. It is so bad right now. People are wanting me to airbrush their cars and their motorcycles again, and my airbrushing, uh, my eyes are bad that I, I just, I just really can't see well enough to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, that happens. Yeah. But I don't. I don't old, think it. You, you get old people's. <laughs> yeah, man, I believe you because I was had perfect vision. The next morning I woke up, like uh, everything you kind of go blurry. out and get those and get the magnifying glasses. Yeah, yeah, the reading glasses or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I can. I, I I'm farsighted, so I guess that's farsighted where I can see far, but I can't see up close. <laughs> yeah, so it and that's what for everybody. You have to see up close, so yeah. Why? Well, if I take out my contacts, see my face. If I put in my contacts, I can't see anything. I can see far away. Then I have to put on the ring to be able to see it close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, so um, so being in Dallas, I know like um, there's ghosts over there, and there's a couple other arts. Have you ever collaborated with it? Uh, Andrea used to be over there. Um, I, uh, we're, we're not going to go there. No? Okay. All right. So, do you have any hobbies outside of Everest? So, I, I do have, um, the person that, that is, has been closest to me and who would, who painted at my easel and we just, did well together, and that was Eddie Chapa. We call him uh, Patch, and he's 
He's uh he's not he's not collaborator. Any pet? Is he on any social networks? Do we uh Yeah, he's on Facebook and and um gosh, he's he's around. I have to look him up then. Yeah, I I I I don't I don't I don't know him. I like I said, I just meant know the people that I mentioned, but I guess. Oh well, yeah, he's he's not he's not one for for airbrush group. I mean, he has posted in airbrush club, but um, he's just not one for for that. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your hobbies beside Everest? I know you said you used to uh, do flowers. What have I done besides? No, what are your hobbies besides Everest? Hobbies. I love to grow things, but that, you know, came from the florist thing. You know, if I could have a garden, I would. Um, I used to sew and quilt and do embroidery. Um and you know, I just make things. I just like making the, things. The quilts if, is if a it, craft in itself. I, you know, my both my grandmothers quilted, and uh, my grandmother Thurston, she was, uh, she, she didn't. I wouldn't say that she would teach me, but she told me about it, and she was my inspiration. So I I have made quilts before. Yeah, I used to. Uh, I remember I used to go to my grandmother's. They had quilts, and when they put it on top of you in the wintertime, that was it because you couldn't move because it was so thick and heavy. And yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. those. Yeah. Yep. So I I would I would really one of the things that I want to do with this this space that's coming up, and that's to make custom bohemian style artist clothing so i'm maybe doing that get back into some more sewing so yeah do you have a, a sewing machine or you do you mostly do it by hand i have done both but i do have a sewing machine <laughs> right now right now i don't know where it's gonna go i'm using mom's <laughs> yeah hey so that's that modernization because nowadays trying to uh all that sewing, and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, who would you, uh, do you have it? Oh, I see that. How? Uh, hello, I'm coming to it. So, I know you saw, uh, um, how's the Etsy working out for you? Well, Etsy, Etsy is a, Thing unto itself. If if staying on online, sitting at a computer for six hours, you know, answering messages, then that's for you. <laughs> 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 um, and sometimes the messages get so much that you know I just start having headaches. So uh, I mean, it's it's working, and and it's. Um, it it's not as diversified as I would like. Um, there's not as much creativity. 
um, there's, uh, I mean, it, it's like being on call 24 seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm answering messages at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. I, I just heard the phone going off a lot. Yeah. <coughs> uh, so I go to sleep early anyway, and I, w I wake up at three o'clock is when I get up. <laughs> but um, it is, it's, it's a, um, for me personally, it's the, I have to put in so much time in trying to get an order or if somebody wants something custom, um, then it, it, then, oh, and I could paint two or three of the things that they want uh, during that time where I'm trying to take the order. <laughs> but you yeah. know how that, you know how yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah. That's kind I, of scary. I think the process, I think I tried to sign up for Etsy, but the process of, it takes, it, it seems like it is a lot of time consuming. It, it was, it was, you know, you had, I had to really apply my, to learn how to do it. I had started it in 2014 and had put up a few things, didn't know really about the birds and, uh, how to how to make your your listing show in 20 I think it was 2018 it was New Year's Eve we were we were it was it was uh, we were iced in <laughs> on New Year's Eve my Etsy store again so I during that ice storm that's when I I really dug into it and I put some listings up and um, tried to get them to where they would be good, which are really horrible now. There's some old ones that are really horrible, but um, it took three months before I started getting orders. And the more I worked at it, the more I learned, the more orders I got, the more you know, more started making, and so you have to work at it. You have to work at it. If that's it's going to be your only source of income, you better get in there and and uh, apply yourself to to creating a store that you know people will buy from. Yeah, I I think my fear was. How would they find you? You know, but I guess they find you somehow. They find you. They, yeah, they do. I have so many listings on there now; <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, most of the time, uh, you know, nobody looks at them. Nobody wants them. But every once in a while, somebody will come along and they'll buy one of those. That they'll buy something that hasn't been, that hasn't sold before, or hasn't been sold in a long time. So. Uh, um, it's their algorithm, but if you, I've learned to put a new listing up every day, or if you do something with a listing, then it bumps you up, and you're seeing a little bit more for that day, and uh, so, I mean, it is, it's, it, it's really working at it, and the keywords are important, too. And, oh, hey. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sharing it on, sharing the listings on Pinterest and on, uh, on social media. And every once in a while, you'll probably see one, uh, a post where it says, you know, so excited to show you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that is, where I'm, you know, it's trying to get it out there. Yeah. So I guess when you're online, you have to just make yourself present. You have to you make do. yourself present. Yeah. yeah, you have to you have to force yourself on people. <laughs> yeah. So what do you feel you need to work on? What do I need to work on for myself? Uh, for airbrushing. For airbrushing. Yeah, what do you, you need to work on for airbrushing? You know, I, I just... What, what I I think I need to work on is getting back into more complicated airbrushing, more intense work, like I used to do. You know, I haven't done a portrait in forever, and you know, uh, so uh, I would like to to work more towards that. Yeah, I used to do some great work. I hate to say that. I mean, for me, that's not just for myself. Uh, I, I, I was, I, I just wanted to and to create things. And, and now with the Etsy, it's, it's kind of just like humdrum and drudge. So that's what I'd like to do. Campus work. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good thing. So you, um, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? If I could live anywhere, where somewhere where it's like seventy degrees all year long. <laughs> so Man, tired. that would be lovely. So would it? Texas heat. <laughs> and it's so fluctuating, right? It's heat. It's heat. And then the, I think they said they um. Uh, they said we're expecting a little freeze this year. Oh, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> who knows? Happen. <laughs> hey, so uh, what's your favorite genre of music? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Music? My gosh, I love, you know, just music. Um, it, it's going to have to be 70s and 80s disco and... <laughs> oh, disco? <laughs> I love disco. <laughs> and... And well, eighties music, and you know, I like, I like the monkeys. <laughs> oh, the monkeys! I'm still stuck on the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they had well, they used to be on a uh, Saturday morning TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 See, yeah. So I'm old too. I, I just don't want to talk about. I like it. rock and roll. I, I, I don't really go for country because country makes me cry. And I don't really like rap. I have, I have to say that I don't like. I just can't get into it. Um, but yeah, um, in the mornings I'll turn on '80s music. Duran Duran. <laughs> hey, when I was in Hawaii, facing in Hawaii, Duran Duran was a bomb. <laughs> and I used to love uh, oh, the uh, not Stevie, is it? It was Sting. It was Sting. Sting had a group. YouTube, though. No, I used to love YouTube. YouTube. I used to like that. Movie. So 
So how do you? Yeah, this is Morgan's Messina. <laughs> so uh, how do you spend your free time? Um, nothing. I'm. I just don't really do very much of anything right now. Um, I used to. I used to uh, have friends in town. We would go to um, this little place where um, they had. Um, they had people come up and sing all the time. It wasn't karaoke. They had bands. And that was real fun. But that kind of ended. And uh, I've, you know, I've just kind of, I just kind of don't do anything now. You know, like I said, I'm alone. And, and I don't have anybody in my life. And, um, you know, I've, I just kind of stay to myself. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's okay. I'm, a, I'm an introvert, so. I, I, I really don't even like talking to people, especially in our business. Uh, you know how we have to talk to people all the time. I, I, I don't like talking to people. I don't even it's, know why I started the podcast because I don't like talking to. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to talk to people. I'm very shy, very bashful. Uh, you know, I you, you have to hold my hand to take me anywhere. You know, you you got to push me into the car. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I love going to museums. I love, you know, the uh, Dallas and Fort Worth museums. And, you know, I just, that's just a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you have to get out there. You have to, you have to like, like, get out there and see what's really going on. So you have to put yourself out there a little bit. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sometimes you just sometimes you just so set in your ways that you just. But well, it's, I, I, it's a progression of things. I, once that I I get this this, uh, the past behind me and move on to you know this, I it, it sounds kind of I always think it sounds kind of weird when people say it's a new chapter of my life, but, uh, you know hopefully you know if this will start a new chapter, if I get into you know into this art studio in, in Denton and there's lots of college kids around and uh, my sister is telling me all these these uh, uh, places I could go to that where there's a not life and um, you know it'll be different yeah yeah well whenever you get it open you have a message just send it to me I'll I'll, I'll make it's it's a four-hour drive, but a two-hour flight. I, I don't drive anymore, so I'll fly there. If I don't have oh, that four—that that four-hour drive is nothing. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, driving I, eighty-five miles an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going from Dallas to Houston. <laughs> I, 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 we got like I said, we're supposed to be coming up there for the Texas game, but I'm like, we like to fly, man. I, if I find out I got an airport, I'll fly there before I drive if I can't get away with it. <laughs> If you open up the, the museum, I, I would definitely like to come check it out. Well, it'll be starting like I did with the shop at, at Trader's Village with nothing. I won't have a I won't have a thing to go in there. Uh, you know, it's not going to be an airbrush shop. I might have to hide an airbrush shop in the to keep me alive and <laughs> keep me keep me going. But, but you know what? That is actually an art form. Well, I mean, it's, um, I know it's an art form. 
I just what was that guy? Godard? You remember Godard? He used to do uh-huh. the olives. <laughs> he used to do the olives all the time. What? I uh, I just I don't want to have airbrush T-shirts in in a space where it's going to be an art gallery. Okay. Uh, I, I now, understand. now having having airbrush canvases is going to be there in the art studio and gallery. Okay. So I need to introduce you to a friend. Uh, who's trying to do the exact same thing? He does um, portraits, and well, I know he don't do portraits. It has been a while, but he does average work on canvases, and he wants to do the exact same thing you want to do. He wants to put his stuff in a gallery. And we had um, um, Sandra, who just Sandra, who just did a um, she did an art gallery, and I think all of her stuff was average as well. Yeah, I think it, the natural progression of things is to move from from one to another. I mean, um, you've already conquered one thing. Let's move on to the next level and let's conquer something else. Yeah. So, I've already I've already done the t-shirt airbrushing. I've done the I've done the murals on the vehicles. I've done you know I've even done murals on walls. Let's move into something else. Let's see if I can you, do something else. Are you good with a uh, brush, brush paint? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's something i got to learn. Something you got to learn. You know, you know what? It's, it's, uh, you it's, know, it's, I, I, I have emotions. I have, I have something to say somewhere deep inside me. And I would like to be able to put what I have to say on camera. Was that you or me? That was me. I, my, I was turning in my iPad. Did I knock you on the floor? <laughs> no. no, no my <laughs> I turned in my iPad. That's, that, yeah, that, I mean, this, is, this just goes back to my beginning. I didn't start out as an airbrush artist. I started out. Yeah, I, I started out wanting to work in an advertising agency. I wanted to, I just wanted to be an artist. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be an artist. And mm-hmm. through circumstances, you know, I, this is what I have done in my life. This is your path. Yeah. And, and I would like to do something different. I can tell you, um, through the, um, I used to do the, um, Canvases for, like, take home. You ever saw the um, drinking paint things that they have? Those events that they have. Uh huh. Okay, so I started doing that at home, and I was selling the canvases. I was selling kits, but I would paint. I had to paint the canvases myself in the beginning. It's very satisfying. It is. It's a different. It's a different from, you know, hearing the air and, and the movements of the hands that you have to do. Painting with a brush is very satisfying. It takes a little longer. Yeah, it's different look. You're flattening flattening out atoms instead of, instead of keeping around. Oh wow, the science of it. But yeah, it's it's actually satisfying. So in your new venture, I'm pretty sure 
that once you get the grasp of it again and start doing it, it's very satisfying. Well, I'm hoping. I, you know, I've I've liked I've liked to do it in the past, and um, you just got to do it again. You know, I I started out as a pastel, my first job, pastel portrait artist. So you get those pastels out, get those coloring pencils out. You know, get out the acrylics and the oils. I've never oil painted. I would love to oil paint. I've, I've got them laying on the table in there. They've been laying in there for a year, and they're you know I I just haven't been able to figure out how to use them yet. So uh, then it's oil painting is a craft in itself. I did it in high school, and it, it's not. It doesn't dry as fast as acrylic. Yeah, I started. I did. I had oils in high school too. So that was 50 years ago. It's time to start it again. <laughs> hey, so, hey, I, I, I think it would truly be satisfying for you to do it and when you start. And don't forget to invite me. Okay. All right. So any advice for up-and-coming artists that you would suggest to them? Try everything. Never, never pigeonhole yourself. Try everything. You know, explore and and challenge yourself. Uh, you know, if you you go one step and you and you you conquer that, then take another one. And never ever let you never let get you down. Don't let anybody get in your way. Of what you want, if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to succeed at being um, an airbrush artist, a good airbrush artist, and go for it. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, you'll never make a living, you know, doing that. Um, yeah, I had a lot of people tell me that. You know, my parents told me that. Um, I tell myself that, but I still keep on going, and I still keep trying. Um, just be creative. Yeah. Be creative. You have live in live in your imagination and make it come out. Put it on put it on a canvas. Put it on a you know whatever. Just just get it out. Yeah. That's great advice. And last question: If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? that I tried. I yes. want people to know that I tried. I tried my damnedest. Tried my best. And um, you know, I've achieved at least something. Um, gone a little bit out of out of uh, the norm you know I'm <clears throat> to do what I love and that's that's pretty much it and it, it's your story it, it's, my story yeah yeah it's it's an interesting story and in a, in a a roller coaster ride but it's it, it's your story and look at you now you know 
it's a it's a roller coaster. It, it is a you you and you're doing great. Now, I I noticed there's another another question on your on your list, and it says, "What is my biggest failure?" I, I was trying to skip over there, but I, yeah. Now, now I I I wanted I want to say this. My biggest failure. It was trying to be a children's book illustrator, and I failed at that. And when I did, um, I hurt my friend Stephen, and I really felt sorry about that. You know, I had to. I had my era shop to run, and had to take care of that, and uh, trying to do the illustrations. I got one book done, and then couldn't go on. So that was my big failure was was uh, trying to you know trying to be something that maybe I'm not. So <clears throat> I kinda, you know the children trying to you know I can get out there I, I can draw things but trying to keep it with the storyline it it just didn't really work. It's a craft in itself. Yeah. Well, I've at this too. I've illustrated two books, but um, you know, it's just—it's not. You know, my mind was trying to run a business and to do this other thing, and, and it didn't. Work. Yeah, I mean that's that's so one I of the things. I do fail. I fail every day. The 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 good thing about failure is you you can you can try again yeah you get, get back up it ain't a failure if you get up and try again that's right that's right yeah. you want to keep it down but but i i do yeah i'm i'm not perfect nobody is and <laughs> and, and it's the point of uh is expecting it's expecting something you just it's a craft in it like i said it's those the, the drawing for those books is is it's a craft in itself. It's something that you have to work on. It's, I want yeah, I, it is. It is not something you the hardest part people don't understand is that your vision is is not always as easy to to put on paper as as you think it is. Like if uh they see a vision in their head and they want to see it on paper, but it's just their vision. It's just, you just can't put that on paper or something. Yeah. 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 Well, I can, you know, I, for some reason I go off into this place and to do this internal place and I can come up with these little drawings that are real cutesy and trying to, be in a storyline and keep the characters all look the same and you know that's it just it's just uh difficult more difficult that way so yeah. the, the little drawings <laughs> and keep it fun and and um do inktober do draw amber and yeah yeah do those and and um you know just I just yeah. couldn't follow the story. That, that, to be honest, that's something that I've been wanting to do. I've been published a couple of times, but like you, I want to I wanna do it. 
I just can't find the right person to write the right story that I want. I'd, I'd like to do caricatures. I mean, I if when if I apply myself, I can do a caricature too. But I sure can't do them like you do. It's easy. Like yeah, I said yeah. last night, it was easy. Okay. Just over and over again. How do you do that? <laughs> it's, it's just you. You. What I, my my technique was when you walk up towards me, I'm already staring at you, and I'm watching you. I'm watching your mannerisms. I'm watching how your face acts. And I'm looking at the head of your, your the shape of your head. So it's like you you're getting all that grass down before they even sit down. And once they sit down, you're watching their smile. So you're watching the, the creases in their faces. The uh, expression on their faces, and then you just exaggerate the one thing on their face that makes them stand out, that makes them them. But they can also bite you because some people are like, I don't, don't do me with this, or, you know, if you don't have a front teeth, put my front teeth in, or, you know, stuff like that. So, but it's easy. You just have to exaggerate something that stands out about that person. There's this guy at Trader's Village in San his name is Gabe, and you know he's a he's a caricaturist too. And y'all are, y'all are you know I just think y'all are kind of special. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, I'm a friend with Gabe. I watch his, uh some of his videos on TikTok, and I watch your videos on TikTok as well. Oh, Gabe's on yeah TikTok, and he's he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And every time I go to San Antonio, I think he's in the zoo, right? No, he's 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 in Trader's Village. I don't know. He might be in, you know, go to the zoo, but well, I thought he was Trader's Village. His his wife is an air has an airbrush shop there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she does airbrushing, and he used to do airbrushing, and now he just he does caricatures. I'm gonna reach out again because I want to get some caricature artists on here too. Well, definitely you have to talk. Yeah, I definitely will, especially Texas. I will. I will send you. I will send you to him. Awesomeness. I I truly appreciate your time. I know we had a couple of hiccups, but hey, we got it going. <laughs> and you moved. And look, we've been talking for over an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. Well, this this uh, you know. Microphone. I don't know. It may be twenty years old. I'm. I'm just glad it. It worked. And it, it worked. You know, my, my my son rebuilt this computer that I'm on, and and it had a place to, you know, plug the mic into. <laughs> well, I hope I. I hope I was interesting enough. Yeah, you're just, great. I'm just me. <laughs> That's all, that, hey, that's all we wanted to, that's all we expected. And that's awesome. And thank you very much. And as soon as I have it uh, ready to go, normally I try to put them up on Sundays, but depends on how my life is going. So I'll, I'll probably add it extra and I'll, uh, earlier and I'll send it to you. First. Okay. Well, I hope I didn't make a fool of myself. <laughs> no, no, you're great. I, lear- I learned a lot about you. That's awesome. And you know what? I, somebody else talked about uh, listening to the podcast. They get to learn from other artists and, and hear their stories. And, and you had a story that every, I, I wanted to hear, so I'm pretty sure everybody else wanted to hear as well. Well, yeah, I, you know, it's it's been one of those up and down things. And 
I don't know why stupid stuff happens to me, but it does. It, it's not just you. It happens to everybody, believe me. <laughs> Some people just choose not to talk about it. Yeah. That's hey, right. Well, hey, well, thanks for your time, Denise. And, and, uh, it was go good, good talking to you. You as well. And I'm, go ahead and answer all that uh, the Etsy calls you've been getting. All that money. Oh, I got a sale. Yeah, you you brought a sale in. See what I'm saying? Yes, but yep. All right. Well, thanks for your time. You have a great night. Okay. Okay. You too. You too. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Hi, and welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics Airbrushing and Caricatures. Hi, and welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics Airbrushing and Caricatures. This week we have Denise Thurston Newton of Air Rose Artistry from Grand Prairie, Texas. Air Graphic Podcast is a production of Air Graphics Airbrushing. It's written and hosted by me, fellow airbrusher Ralph Kelly. If you want to see any of my work, check out my website, www.airgraphics1.com, or my Facebook, Ralph Kelly. Thanks for listening.